Good morning, queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I'm so excited, y'all. It's Friday. I hope y'all week went well. I hope it was blessed, fruitful. Lord, I pray that it was just an amazing week for you. And if it wasn't, no worries. We still got another week. Come on now. God said his mercies are new every morning. So every day that we wake up, we can take that day and it can be the greatest day of our life. It can be better than our past. And so we are believing that by faith that even if you having a good week, that your week can get greater, especially as you're redefining your worth. As you continue on this journey, you will find that everything in your life is uh, is literally um, flourishing and it's, 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 it's literally um, it's going into overflow and it is um, prospering and you'll be having health and successful in every area of your life, right? And so that is the beauty about this journey that that it is an evolution. Hallelujah. It is an evolution of you becoming the best you, right? Yeah, I know. Y'all like, oh, shoot. Um, I'm stirred up this morning. If you can't tell, yes, I am. Um, And so I'm excited about today's episode. This episode is called In Too Deep. That's right, In Too Deep. So before we... um go on with the um, message or with the episode for today. Uh, I just want to say thank you all, every woman, every person who listens to this podcast. I am so grateful for you. You are such a blessing to me. You encourage me. You are continuing to help me to go forth even when I'm not having a good week, even when I'm feeling down, even when life is happening uh, for me and I'm discouraged, you know, um, You guys continue to keep me going by every time you listen, you stream, you share. And so I thank you. I want to welcome to all my new listeners. Hey, girl. Welcome. Welcome to our community. This is a place where we are here to uplift, edify, and encourage each other as sisters to redefine our worth and become the best version of versions of us, right, Um, that we were called to be. So that is what we're all about here at the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. We are all about um, all things redefining our worth, all things being whole, all things, you know, discovering our true identity, our purpose, our value, right? Uh, We're about all things um, just being well with us and in our souls as well as our physical bodies so that is what we do here so we just thank you for joining us and we just pray and hope that you just enjoy that you be edified that you get something out of it that is a blessing that adds value to your life for all my um, loyal listeners hey girl (laughs) i so appreciate you Thank you for um, continuing to um, just rock out this journey with us, you know, here and just moving forward, continuing to um, redefine your word, continuing to just uh, take the podcast and actually apply things that you receive from the podcast to your life. Um, Whether if it's just a mindset shift, a paradigm shift, whether it's just a change in behavior or attitude, whether if it's just you just having some an epiphany, you know, like a light bulb is going off and you you're able to, you know, look at something differently or you're or you making a change in your life whatever it is um i am just so grateful 
that anything that I say and do can be impactful for you. And um, obviously, because you, you're still here, you must be getting something. So I just thank you. I appreciate you. I love you all um, with the love of God. And I just want y'all to know y'all worthy. You're beautiful. You're phenomenal. You're incredible. You're amazing. If nobody else tell you, I'm going to always get on here and gas you up because it's not gas. It's the truth. I'm speaking to you as the women that you are, as the women God created you to be. It does not matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your past and your history says. It doesn't matter your struggles and your weaknesses. It doesn't matter your thoughts or, or you know, your social, social economical status. None of that matters right it it don't you're still worthy <laughs> you're still worthy in the name of Jesus you're still worthy so I just call you as what I see and I see you as worthy I see you as queen right I see you as royalty I see you you know as 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 a phenomenal woman I see you right sis I see you some of us just simply we just need somebody to see us hallelujah and so I see you sis you know I've, I've been there I've been there where I felt so overlooked and I felt so invisible and I felt so small and insignificant that all I wanted was somebody to see me so I would do certain things I would behave in certain ways I was I would act certain ways right because I just wanted to be seen because maybe we grew up in an environment where we was always overlooked maybe we was always ignored maybe our, our voice was always shut down maybe we couldn't you know we didn't have a place right and we didn't feel accepted even in our own family so that created such a avoiding us so now we're walking around and really we just want to be seen so sis i see you so yes we just gonna go into today's um content um and get into it um brace yourself because we in too deep today sometimes we get into something you know a lot of times things start very subtly right i i'm, I'm gonna use myself as i always do i like to be hot here um on the purity after promiscuity podcast which means we're honest open and transparent there is nothing um to be ashamed of here there's a judgment-free zone because none of us are perfect we all have come from something we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god no matter who you are you can think you're the best thing since sliced bread but the bible said our righteousness is as filthy rags so we don't put um exalt ourselves or put ourselves on pedestals and we certainly don't look down on anybody else for for where they are in their struggles because you're trust me you're just one sin away okay it can it can easily be us so uh, we don't take it for granted don't take it lightly and we want to pull up our sisters when we see them struggling amen but yeah you know um i've been i've been having the privilege and the pleasure of being on this um prayer call um and um i just started it i think what last week or so maybe the week before and um it, it has blessed my life i mean i'm telling you you know i know i've talked about on episodes previously but being connected with the right relationships i know a lot of time we spend you know we spend um more we put more emphasis on uh, romantically because those are powerful right especially marriage because um, it's, it's a covenant, which is something totally different. We'll talk about another day. However, how many of us know that our just friendships, um, our partnerships, right? Um, business relationships, all, all family relationships, all relationships are powerful because they all have the ability to create a soul tie. Um, and I know soul tie is a word. A, it's not in the Bible. It's not biblical. But there are... Um, instances in the bible like when it makes reference to you know just having a very intimate 
um, relationship with another outside of marriage. So a lot of people like to refer to um, like Jonathan and David. They had a very close, intimate relationship, right? To the point where Jonathan was gun was helping David and, and, and protecting David from his own father. And he came under the mission that God had for David, even though Jonathan's father was the current king, God anointed David to be the uh, the next king, and so his father, Jonathan's father, Saul, was going to lose the, the the throne, and it was going to be handed to David. And he loved David so much, and he was such a he was so um, intimately connected with David that he came under some, this the the mission God had for David to make sure that no harm came to him, and that his own father wasn't able to um, to to kill him because because Saul wanted to kill David, and he helped David because he knew that. God had spoke that David was going to be the next king. And even though he had, a, he was in relationship with his father, but he understood that his relationship with David carried a different mission. And so when we get into relationships, they're not just for us to be in all willy nilly because, oh, that person we vibe or, oh, that person she cool or, you know, oh, this is a good opportunity or, you know, this person, they got all of this experience or, you know, or even sometime when it comes to family, you know, I think we oftentimes think that because we're connected by blood, that means we have to be closely, intimately um, connected to a family member, even if that is toxic or even if it's unhealthy. Because a lot of times, if we honest, our own family can be the problem. They can be toxic. They can be unhealthy. But we have this mindset or this um, this misplaced loyalty, if you will, that tells us that because we're blood, like I still have to rock with you. I still got to support you even when you're wrong. I still got to endorse you even though you know you have shady business practices. I still got to support your business even though I know you're funding it with your illegal drug money. Like we have this mindset because we think because that's my blood but it's like no even if it's your own blood the bible tells us jesus said i did not come bring to bring peace but a sword and and i'm a and there will be a separation of mother and daughter and mother-in-law and daughter-in-law and father and son and you know siblings why what does that mean that means that when you decide to make a change when you decide to live your life for christ when you decide that you no longer want to go down a path of destruction you no longer want to you know be in out here in these streets you you no longer want to be out here you know um being a thought you no longer want to be out here you know doing all of these things you want to change right or you want to receive jesus and now you're going in a different direction what's gonna happen is there will be a separation and a lot of times it will be that it'll be a natural separation but some of us we resist the separation because we won't allow the separation to have its way because we assume because we've been somebody friends since kindergarten even though every time this press person come around they draining all our energy even though you feel there's a grieving in your spirit and now all of a sudden soon they call you so you pick up the phone your whole you can be in the greatest of moves and everything could be going well for you but then you pick up the phone and as soon this person talk is like your whole mood shifts and now you angry or every time this person call you everything negative like they never had nothing good to say it's always they always got a problem it's a, somebody always against them you know it's always something not working out it's always oh whoa it's me and so then they begin to 
to to dump all of their you know stuff on you which as a friend that is a part of you know being in a relationship with someone you do help them to to bear and to carry their burden however it's the difference when someone is emotionally draining you then when they're just coming to you and they're just venting and they just are needing you to be an ear that's two different things but see we have this false this misplaced loyalty and we think that just because we've been connected to someone for so long or just because we've been uh we're we're connected by blood you know biologically like familiar 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 <laughs> and um family relationships that we have to stick with them no matter where they're leading us because here's the problem i know i struggle with this y'all to be honest so i got when i <laughs> when i've tried to want to start living a life as a christian because i'm gonna be honest you know i've been saved for a long time but i have not lived like a christian I was still very much in the world, doing all the things of the world, practicing sin um, habitually, not really having any reverence or regard for, you know, the principles and the, and the precepts and the, of the Bible and not really trying to truly let the sanctification process transform me more and more like Christ. I was wanting to continue to be more and more like the world. So I was living like a very, you know, um, lukewarm Christian life. Okay. Uh, maybe it's just me, but you know, I like to be honest. So I did, but, um, when I decided that I wanted to really get serious about our salvation, like the Bible tells us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So when I wanted to get serious about my own salvation and really decided I wanted to lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnared me, the things that I knew that was keeping me um, disconnected from God and that I was keeping me in cycles and patterns of sin, when I wanted to get out of that and stop doing the same things I was doing when I was in the world in my new life as a Christian and, and uh, <laughs> expecting a different result, which is insanity. So I, I thought that I could do that and still stay in the same environment. <laughs> I thought I could do that and still have the same friendships. Right. And, and we have to use wisdom here. Okay. Cause everything don't apply to everybody. Right. Verbatim. You have to learn how to, you know, to you like it's a saying where you eat the meat and spit out the bones right if something don't exactly apply to you that's okay if it does that's okay as well but some relationships you just gonna have to completely separate from if you're getting serious like sis if you really want to redefine your words but you know all of the people that you are around are still out here doing they want to they still want to go do the same things y'all been doing for the last 25 years they still want to go out and and they still want to mess with this dude and that dude and they still want to you know do all of the things you've been doing from the from when you was a teenager and in your early adulthood to today you may have to separate because you think you're going to be able to influence them because you get so excited i remember being so excited like okay boom hey i stopped fornicating what i stopped fornicating i couldn't believe it it was even though sex has not necessarily been a real struggle for me sex really was more of a coping mechanism if you will so i never enjoy sex like a lot of people say they do so it wasn't something that it was just really really difficult for me to give up i think for me sex was just such it was so embedded 
and ingrained in my lifestyle that it was just something I did. Even as a Christian, you know, even as a quote unquote um, saved individual, I was still fornicating, but it wasn't because I was always enjoying it. It was because it just became like a part of, you know, just the routine. And so um, with that said, I finally got to the place where I was even in a whole relationship. <laughs> I was in a whole relationship um, and I was just like, yo, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to continue to see. I was being convicted. Whereas prior to that, I wasn't necessarily being convicted. And if I was, maybe I wasn't sensitive to it. Um, but at that point, I had started really being convicted. And because I was reading the word more, I was going to church. I was, you know, feeding my, my spirit constantly um, the things of God. So it became very clear, like, yo, all form of sex is sin outside of marriage. Okay. And, and if nobody didn't tell you that before, and I'm not here to condemn you and I'm not here to make you feel bad. And I'm not here to tell you what you got to do, because that is something that you and God will go through. However, I am guilty as well. I did it. And even when I was doing it, it was sin. Even when I was doing it, it was wrong. And what it does is it continues to keep your body defiled. It keeps your mind clouded. It keeps your emotions all, you know, uh, it, it all crazy and all over the place. And you don't have no stability. But it also disconnects you from God. Because the Bible says, you know, to our bodies are a living sacrifice, which we are to offer to him as our reasonable service. Well, when you look up the biblical term of sacrifice, a sacrifice that was offered even in the Old Testament to the New Testament, Jesus, he is our final sacrifice. A sacrifice was a, a animal that they had to bring to the, to the priest to be offered on the altar that was unblemished. It was undefiled. It was perfect. It could only be a certain age. It had to be a certain kind. It couldn't have no defect. It had to be perfect. And now, no, we are not perfect in our flesh because, again, we're born to sin. However, when you begin to, to feed your spirit, man, and stop feeding your flesh the sin that it desires to eat, and you begin to want to walk in righteousness, that is a sacrifice unto God, right? And so... If you think about when you're constantly sin, because sex is the only sin that we do that is in our own bodies. Every other sin is outside our body. Like if you steal from somebody else, if you lie on somebody, you know, if you covet somebody's, you know, something, if you're gossiping, if you're slandering, you know, these are things that are outside your body. Sex is the one thing that actually is done to our body and in our body. So it defiles our body. And so the Bible tells us, do we not know that our temple, our, that our bodies is the temple where the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God dwells, where well, God can't dwell in a defiled temple because God is so good and he's so perfect and he's so holy that, you know, where there is light, darkness cannot be. And because God is light, he's Ori. And when we have a, our souls and our bodies full of darkness, God can't dwell there. So we're not really able to connect with God in the way that we may desire because we're sinning against our own bodies. That's why it's so dangerous. And so when I got caught the revelation and I got to be honest, that was that about the physical act of intercourse. So it's like, okay, 
But the guy that I was um, in a relationship with, he ended up being sent away. So we couldn't physically have sex no more. So it was like no problem, honestly. That made it easy to stop fornicating because I wasn't cheating on him and I had never cheated on him um, and had, you know, sex with anybody else or nothing like that. So that was an easy thing to do. But what we were doing, <laughs> because he was away, and the only way that we could connect was through masturbation and like phone sex and like fantasies and all these things we used to do. And so um, we was doing that. And I started getting convicted about that. I started feeling like, you know, even that is still sinning against our own body. Even that is still, you know, defiling our temple. Even that is something that is an abomination to God. You know, that's something that God isn't pleased with and it can, can still keep us disconnected because now we're taking what God created sex for and we're perverting it. Sex is meant to be enjoyed by one man, one woman, one husband, one wife together in in the confines of a marriage. So when you masturbate, now you're taking something that's meant to be enjoyed with your spouse and you're now doing it with yourself <laughs> and then you're creating fantasies in your mind or you're watching porn so for us we was doing a lot of fantasies in our mind and then sometimes we would watch porn because it's like i needed a visual and so the bible also tells us that if you if a man looks at a woman even lusts after her he's already committed adultery so even having a vision in your mind is the same as you watching porn if you so it was like we were still indulging in sin and i was being so convicted and i was like okay i don't want to do this either so then I began to think that because I was convicted and because I had a revelation and because I wanted to honor God, that somewhere in some way I could influence him. <laughs> that was the mindset. I said all that to say this. A lot of times when we decide we want to make a change for the better for our own life, we get so excited and we assume that the people we're connected to have the same revelation or they want the same thing. So here I am thinking, okay, let me influence him to come along and decide he want to live pure and decide he want to live holy and decide he don't want to fornicate and he don't want to sin. And let me tell you, baby, it didn't work. It did not work. And what I kept being, uh, what kept happening is I kept being pulled in. I didn't want to do it, but next thing you know, I... We doing it, you know, many a days that I had said in my mind before he even called because he would, I would notice that he would continue to try to influence me to do it because the truth was he didn't want to stop doing it. And it got to the point where he was honest. And I, and see, here's the problem. Sometimes we don't respect somebody. We want somebody to respect us and our choices and our boundaries, but we don't want to respect theirs. You know, it got to the point because I was so frustrated and, and I was starting to be resent him and I was starting to be angry at him because I'm like, I didn't express to you that I really want to honor God and I want to do it the right way. And I really want to save myself till marriage. And I really want God to be pleased with me. And this is what I, this is the choice that I am making for my life. So what? I didn't have sex umpteen times before. So what? We didn't have sex umpteen times before. I have the right to make a choice today that I don't want to keep doing the same thing in the same way sis you have the right to make a choice that you don't want to keep doing the same thing see but i wanted him to respect my boundaries but when he finally was honest enough to say you know what nelly i don't want to stop masturbating 
I like it. Like, I'm not there. I, I'm not like, I don't want to stop. And then my, my words said, you know what? I can respect that. But really I did it because I kept trying to influence him to go down the path I was on. And see, that's why the separation is important because the, the power of influence, we think because we're making a good choice to do a good thing that may be the right thing to do for our life and our our heart is pure and our intention is pure and we just want to the best for this person because we love them because we care about them so we think like if I could just pull them along with me if I could just bring them along with me you know it'd be better for them and it'd be better for our relationship or whatever but the problem is that normally number one because we just got you know we just got a revelation like two seconds ago or you just got saved two seconds ago you not you're not even strong enough to to influence somebody else to go where you going you got to get to the place where you get so solid in 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 your decision and in in your lifestyle and in your choices in this new beginning for you then you can try to go and influence somebody else but oftentimes we think like Cause that's what we want. That that's what that other person want, and that's not always the case. So when it came to him saying he didn't want to, I still wanted to try to influence him because I figured because I knew it was the right thing to do that that automatically meant that that's what he wanted. It wasn't. He did not want to stop. And so that is why when Jesus talk about that separation, it's because there is going to be a natural separation because now we're going in two different directions. We're not going in the same direction no more. Now I'm going over here and he going over there, but I'm trying to pull him over where I'm going. But what's happening is I'm being pulled over where he going. So I kept kept stumbling. I kept falling into it. I found myself kept keep masturbating with him when I didn't want to. Why? Because I didn't allow the separation when I knew in my heart we had to break up see because that's what we do we try to hold on to people and we try to hold on to relationships because sometimes we think we in too deep i felt like we had been together for some years at that point i thought i was in love with him i thought he was the one you know and all of these things we had you know really built up a life you know our lives was really really entangled and intertwined you know my kids was looking at up to him as a father figure and it was just so much stuff that i thought i was in too deep like i can't i can't break up with them you know and then he's in his situation and i didn't want to just you know turn my back on him and leave him, you know, why he was, you know, going through a very difficult time because I truly care for him. So I'm like, oh, I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep. And so I ended up continually being frustrated and continually stunting my evolution and my pro progress and my healing. I continued to be stagnant. And, even, and then, you know, I constantly was being taken backwards. So I wasn't progressing forward because I'm too, I'm too in my mind because I feel like we're so connected. Oh, because we have history. Oh, because, you know, my kids look up to him as a, a father figure. Oh, because you know i told him i will always be here blah 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 I, I let all these things be the excuse of why i had to stay in something that was not no longer beneficial and as we're redefining our worth we got to make hard decisions and we have to understand it don't matter if we in too deep since i'm telling you right now i don't care what you've been doing and how long you've been doing it it don't even matter i don't care if you've been you know promiscuous or having sex or and with since you was 12 i don't i don't care and now you're 45 it don't matter 
it it don't matter if you've been you know out here in these streets you've been selling drugs you know you've been on drugs it don't matter it don't matter if you've been in this um relationship with this person 25 years it don't matter it don't even matter if they're family y'all don't have no understanding i didn't have to separate from my own family and does it hurt yes it hurts because I love my family, because I am a family-oriented person. I am social. I love people. I love fellowship. If any of you guys have ever met me in person or know me in person, y'all know this to be true. I love people in general. I just love being around people. So to be separated from my own family has been so difficult for me because, A, I feel alone. I feel isolated. You know, um, I feel like I don't have anybody because... I feel like the, the the natural family or my biological family and, and I desire to have a certain relationship with them and a certain bond and connection with them and, and, and a fellowship with them that I don't have. And so it's not easy. I'm not saying that making the choice to have separation, even especially when you in deep, you know, especially when it's something that is going to truly affect you is easy because it's not. I'm not saying this because, oh, it's a, it's, it's something that you could just do like it, it, overnight. It's, it's a process. But you have to, the first part is you have to recognize these people or relationships that you need to separate from. And then you have to just make a choice and be committed that I need to separate. And I'm going to separate because it is for my, the betterment of my life. It is for my evolution. It's for me redefining my worth. It is for me to come from out of this pit and this perpetual cycle of brokenness. It is for me to get finally healed and become whole. It's for me to discover who I really am. It's for me to walk into my purpose it is for me to live my best life and to be a better example for my children and and those that's coming behind me you got to make a choice and you have to know your why see in business a lot of like what people will tell you when you are going to start a business because you may have the greatest idea you may be like uber passionate about it it may be like something like the invention may be like literally something that will just change you know the world it can be something just great but here's the thing it could be something great but you can still face opposition or come up against challenges and you can lose your momentum or just have a hard season. How how many of us know like um, that are entrepreneurs and business owners that business ain't that it is not what people think it is like to actually start a business from the ground up and to actually get to it's where it's profitable. That is not something that's easy. It often take time. It take longer than what we think, and it becomes it can sometimes make you weary and see that's why you got to know your why that's why they always tell you when you are creating a business and you're going through and you're making a business plan or you're laying out your vision and your mission and you know all of these things right one of the first things you need to do is you need to identify your why because your why is going to be that fuel that keeps you going when you are weary, when you want to give up, when it's not going the way you thought, when you're not making money, you know, when 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 you're when um it's pro when the progress is slow, right? All of these things, right? It's what's going to keep you going because you're you have your why. It's the same thing when you are redefining your worth. You need to have a why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to redefine your worth, sis? Why? 
Because if you don't have a why, you can have every good intention you want. You can you can be excited and passionate about redefining your worth. You can decide to get coaching. You can decide to connect with me. You can decide to go through program at the program. But if you don't have your why, you're not going to be successful because life is going to happen. Challenges is going to happen. Opposition is going to happen. People are going to turn their backs on you. People are going to start talking about you. People are going to try to influence you to stop. And if you don't have a why, you're going to fall victim to, to the influence of things and people. Everybody not going to be happy for you, sis. And when you get that mindset in, then you are strong so you can endure, you can withstand, right? Because trust me, you think, see, people cool as long as you down. Come on now, let's keep it real. People cool as long as you struggling. People cool as long as you in poverty. People cool as long as you single. People cool as long as you ain't doing better than them. But oh, let the truth be told. How many of us know that who the who we thought was our very best friend, who we thought was our girl, who we thought was our people, our day one? How that who how many of us know that the moment you start elevating, the moment you start prospering, the moment you meet that guy, he fine, he's successful, he got it all together, he a man of God, and he wanna wife you. What? How many of us know that's when the um that's when that's when we see the true colors of people? How many of us know when you get that promotion on that job and now you you know now you got your own office, now you making a six-figure salary? You know, how many of us know that's when you see the true colors? How many of us know that when you've been living, you know, down and out and you finally get to the place where you can buy your house and you then bought you under contract and you want to celebrate, but now you gotta hear the naysayers, or you got an idea, a business idea, you want to go for you want to go ahead and you know get this thing um going and start building this business and here they come with all their negativity because everybody not happy for you or when you decide you don't no longer want to be negative nancy when you decide you don't always want to be stressed and throwing a pity party and sitting around drinking and gossiping and talking and slandering everybody else and judging and talking and being critical of everybody else's life because you're unhappy with your own when you decide you don't want to do that no more. Now with the, oh, now you think you better than. Oh, what you think you are holy now? You are high and mighty. Oh, what you think you better than me? Oh, you think, oh, because you got your little job. You got your little house. Oh, you think because you got that man, he going to leave you anyway. He going to cheat on you. You know, they get to saying stuff like that. Or they just, they attitude towards you change. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they're not the same. They start acting different. Why? Because they not happy. Because they only happy at the lower version of you. So you got to, it don't matter how deep you're in it. It don't matter how long you've been a friend with somebody. Listen here, some of us have only become friends with people because we, we, we share the same brokenness. We share the same pain. We share, we share the same bondage. It's not a true relationship anyway. It's not a fruitful, healthy relationship. It's, it's the whole foundation is built on toxicity. We bonded over our brokenness. 
We bonded over being cheated on. We bonded over being rejected. We bonded over being, you know, um, growing up as si with, with single parents. We bonded to being single mothers. We bonded because we like to drink and smoke. We bonded because we like to go out here and do our one-two. We bonded over things that are so this um, so toxic and so unhealthy, and we don't realize that because we're both in on the same page in that moment, in that season. Like we're both dealing with brokenness. We're both dealing, you know, with wounds. We're both dealing, you know, with failure and lack. We're both dealing with rejection and pain. We're both dealing with, you know, being abandoned. We're both dealing, you know, being in poverty. We're both dealing with, you know, all of these same issues. But once you start to change. And that person don't want to because, again, we think automatically because we get a revelation, because we want to make a change, because we see that it's something be better for us. It's something beyond where we are in the moment and we want to strive for the better. We automatically assume that that means everybody else connected to us wants the same thing. Or see see the same thing. And that's just not true. Some people just real comfortable where they at. Some people don't want nothing different. Some people don't want to live their best life. Some people don't want to be free. Some people make an idol out of their bondage. And that's why all they do is talk about it. Because they're content. They're content on the attention. They're content on, you know, whatever they're getting from being in that place. They're content. You know, they're content with, you know, constantly replaying that situation and circumstance over and over and over. They're content. Just because you want to change don't mean they do. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to forfeit your moment and your time to flourish, to become healed and whole just to maintain this relationship? I hope not so. What you should do is go ahead and begin to flourish, separate yourself and pray that your light and the change that you make it and then being able to see the person you used to be and see where you are now influences them enough that they want to make their own choice to redefine their worth. It don't matter how deep you and I'm telling y'all I was deep in sin. Okay, I, I won't lie to you. And if you know me personally, you know it to be true. A lot of people who meet me today and see this version of me, they be they can't even begin to fathom. Like if I tell them a part of my testimony, if I tell them the things that I used to do, the things I was involved in, the type of person I used to be, I was listen here. Okay, <laughs> I was a low down dirty scoundrel. Let's be real. Like I, I was a, I was something else. Okay, I would sleep with your man. Like I was sleeping with married men. You know, like I was like just all kinds of just wicked stuff. You know, I was a liar. I was a thief. I used to. We used to go to the to the mall and to the stores, and we used to steal clothes. You know, I used to be lying on my taxes. You know, trying to get you know money in, in whatever kind of way. You know, I be you know letting dudes. You know, like just had a drugs in my house. And man, listen. I was sleeping with women, you know, using them because I didn't like them and I never wanted to be with a woman, but because I knew they liked me and I knew that they wanted to satisfy me and give me what I want because I was so selfish and I was so, you know, just skewed in my own mind that I just would allow them to satisfy me and I didn't even want to do nothing with them. You know, I did all kind of stuff. I did all kind of stuff. Y'all have no idea. I ain't over here as, as, you know, trying to make myself like I'm better than anybody else or, you know, like I'm just, you know, some kind of holy roller, holy roller and, you know, and I'm just uh, up here on this pedestal. Absolutely not. Since I'm on the same, I was on the same playing field, okay? 
<laughs> I was on the same playing field as you. And that's why I can talk to you about these things because I lived it. Again, I don't get up here and tell y'all about things I think or things I read about or tell you somebody else's story. I come from my own. I come from the trenches. I come from, you know what I mean? The I come from these streets. I, I know I was out here hustling, getting money. Okay, like this ain't, listen, smoking, drinking, drinking till I don't know how in the heck I got home. I don't know, like, I mean, being so fried, like feeling like my brain, I could literally hear my brain cells frying one day so high on the bathroom floor. I didn't know, I don't know what this Negro put in this blunt. I'm smoking with this guy that I know. And I was a smoker at that time. I smoked every day, all day. So we didn't affect me like that no more because I had built up a tolerance, but I don't know what he put in that. Let me tell you something. That's why if you are smoking weed, sis, you know, I really admonish you to stop. But if you're not ready, don't, don't just smoke with everybody. Don't, don't, don't. Don't just smoke with everybody. Don't let everybody just roll the blunt. Don't let everybody just have their own, that had a weed or, you know, and you don't know. Because let me tell you, people do weird stuff. And so to this day, I don't know what he put in that, in that weed, okay? I didn't even, and this is how I know something was in it. Because I didn't even smoke the whole blunt with him. I literally only probably like puffed it a few times, but whatever was in it, yo, I'm telling you, I was fried out of my mind, okay? I was laying on the bathroom floor. I wasn't even really living for the Lord. I really didn't know the Lord. Yes, I had been saved, but I was, like I said, I was walking on a path of destruction. I was out here sinning, practicing sin, doing all kind of unscrupulous things. So I wasn't really knowing God, but I, was, I knew something was wrong. I'm on the bathroom floor begging God, pleading with God, my Lord, please, please, please take it away. Please stop it. Because it was like I literally could hear my brain frying like how you frying a chicken or frying an egg and it's making that sizzling sound. Sis, I could hear that in my own brain. Yo. I wish I could just sit here and tell y'all all the dumb, stupid, crazy things I done did in life. It's nothing but a miracle I'm here today testifying to y'all on this podcast. Y'all have no idea that I have done the most and been in the most, <laughs> my God, crazy of situations, okay? So many times my life could have just literally been lost and gone in an instant. Y'all have no idea. So I don't sit here judging you or condemning you, sis. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. Trust me, I am the poster child for, for just <laughs> being a mess. Do you hear me? Being a mess. And God can clean you up. He truly can give you beauty for ashes. You don't have to stay in that place. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. I don't care if you're 50 and 60 and 70. You, Ma'am, you don't got to stay there. Trust me, you can make a decision today that you want better, that you want to be healed. You want to let go of the anger. You want to let go of the bitterness. You want to let go of the unforgiveness. You want to let go of the pain. It don't have to continue to eat you up. You don't have to continue to suffer in silence. You don't have to continue to be tormented in your mind. You can be free. You can be free. 
You can be free. You don't have to be a slave to sin any longer. You can be free. You don't have to accept the minimum from people and allow people to walk all over you and to treat you any old kind of way, family included. You don't have to accept that. You can stand up for yourself. You can have strong boundaries. You can quit letting people just do what they want to do in your life and you just feel like you have no voice and no control. The devil is a liar. You can be free if you want it. There is a there is a fact that when in the sphere of influence, influence that's why everybody today want to be an influencer. Interesting. Um, but influence is so powerful, right? That it is a truth that a person can tell you where you're gonna be in the next five years based on the five closest people in your life in today. So if everybody you if take inventory, how about that? Let that be the homework for today. I don't do it often, um, but when I feel led to, I definitely want to give you guys practical things to do because I want you guys to make these decisions and identify these things for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. I want you to see, right? Take inventory. List the five closest people to you. It don't matter, family, friends, whatever. Five closest people to you, right? And look at their life. Look at where they are um, relationally, financially, spiritually, you know, um, emotionally. Look at where they are. You know, look at the quality of their life. And ask yourself, is that where you want to be in the next five years? Simple. Just ask yourself one question. Is that where you want to be in the next five years? And if it's not, then you need to make a change. That is how powerful influence is. That's why people who are successful, they hang around successful people. And even people that is even more successful than them. Why? Because you always want to hang out with people that is where you want to be. Because that is the sphere of influence. Because that influence will, will help to draw you to that level, right? But you can't be the, the smartest one in your circle. You can't be the most stable one in your circle. You can't be the most, uh, you know, prosperous one in your circle. Like a lot of us think that's cool because we feel like that make us somebody. But no, that says a lot about you because why you want to be the only one? Like me, I want, I hang around. We all winners. You know, we all successful. We, we all, you know what I mean? Redefining our worth. Like, like we all dope, period. Like that's my crew. Like I'm not trying, what do I need to be the, the dopest one of my crew for? That's corny. Like I want to hang around, I want to hang around other women that are powerful. I want to hang around other women, you know, that are anointed. I want to hang around other women, you know, who are, who are solid, right? That's what I want. So for me, I'm like, yo, I'm in a season where anybody can get it. <laughs> you feel me? Like anybody can be on the chopping block. If you're not conducive to where I'm going, you got to go. Period. Because we have a lifespan here on this side of eternity. We don't live forever. So how we, the decisions we make today, the choices we make today affect our future and it determines the direction of where we going. So if, if I got to make changes that sometimes are difficult because, or because I feel like I'm in too deep, it's going to hurt this person or it's going to hurt me. And I, I don't think I can do it. I got to be clear on what's my why. My why is because I just don't want to be broken no more. My why is because I need to be an example to my sons and those that are coming behind me. 
My why is because I want to live my best life because I have a clear understanding that we don't get a do-over. You have one opportunity to kill it. You have one opportunity to live your best life here on this earth. And I don't want to be 50 and 60 and 70 just getting it together. I want to enjoy my best life right now. So I can't be so caught up in all these other things that are not going to be conducive or beneficial to where I'm going. So I admonish you today, take inventory, do that simple thing. Look at the five closest people to you in your life. And examine it takes just take into account, you know, where they are financially, where they are spiritually, where they are, you know, um, emotionally, relationally, you know, where the, what's the quality of their life It's no judgment It's no condemnation. It's facts. We just want to look at the facts, right? It don't, we ain't trying to examine and figure out why we just want to be clear on the facts here because statistics <laughs> and the law of influence tells us that the five closest people to us is going to determine where we at in the next five years. And if the people, the five closest people to you are not where you want to be in five years, now you need to make the choice. a choice. Is that where you want to be five years from now? Because what happens a lot of times is five years turns to 10 years, turns to 20 years, turns to 30 years, turns to 50 years. Next thing you know, you're on your deathbed and you got all this regret and you're talking about, I wish I would have. And so we don't want to live those kind of lives today. It don't matter how deep you're in a thing, a sin, a relationship, an opportunity, a job. I don't care if you've been on the same job for 30 and 40 years, you don't have to stay there. Just because you start over don't mean it's going to be hard or difficult. It don't mean you ain't going to be able to, you know, make the same amount of money. You might you might leave that job because that job might have you in bondage. And see, the bondage is comfortability. The bondage is security. Oh, I got a 401k. I got a retirement. Oh, I got all this time invested. Oh, I got this and that. Sometimes that's the bondage. Because if you just broke out of that and you started that thing God told you to start, you could probably flourish and excel and accelerate quicker and faster beyond where you would have ever been staying on that job no matter how deep you in it don't matter how long you've been there you can make a choice the worst thing for a person sometimes is comfort the comfort zone because the, the comfort zone keeps you bound getting uncomfortable is what accelerates you and opens up the opportunity for success every successful person had to take a risk they had to take a risk on them, even if they looked foolish, even if nobody else supported, even if people didn't understand, they had to take the risk on them. Are you willing to take the risk on you, sis? I hope you are. And I just really, again, admonish you to just take time out of your day and when you get a moment and just do that little exercise that I gave. And then you look at the results and you answer that question. Is that where you want to be in the next five years? Hey Queens, again, another episode where we just, we just went in. Okay. It, it was just like, it's fire. I, I, I mean, it's fire. I'm just saying to you, sis, not don't do it for me or don't do it. Cause I'm looking for streams or anything like that. Cause I'm cool. I'm saying this episode right here, if you got anybody you care about, um, in your life, your friends, your sisters, your cousins, you know, people on your job, whoever that need to hear this, this 
content today, this episode, please, please invite them to listen, text the link to them, text this episode to them, um, share it with them, talk about it with them. I'm telling you because so many of us are in bondage because we think we in too deep. We think our situation is so impossible. We think we're too far gone. We think because we have bought into, well, I'm comfortable. Well, at least, you know, at least I ain't got to worry about, at least, you know, I mean, at least he take care of me or, you know, at least I'm getting a paycheck or, you know, at least, you know, that we, you know, they, they done been here for me for 20 years, you know, at least we, we do all these at least. And then do we ever ask ourselves, why do we expect the least and think that's okay? Because that's what at least is. At least is like, well, the bare minimum, at least, at least. If you're always saying at least, sis, something got to change because I don't know about you. I don't need at least opportunities and relationships. <laughs> Listen, I need, a, I, I, I need the opportunities and relationships that are fruitful, that are like <laughs> top tier, okay? That, that is like, you know, up here, that, that's great. I don't need the at least. And it don't matter how long you've been in a thing. It don't matter how long you struggled in a thing. It don't matter how long you had sickness in your body. You still can be healed. It does not matter. There is nothing off limits and there's nothing too difficult for God. I don't care what the report of the doctor say. Whatever terminal illness they have spoke over you. So what? That don't matter. You can change your lifestyle. I didn't heard story after story of per, of a person who have got a bad report of the um, from the doctor just um given and, and it's science you know and, and it's and it's facts but some um the, my pastor said um just the other day just because it's facts don't make it true and so the facts and the science and the medicines told them that they have this terminal illness and they're going to be you know um destined to all of these symptoms and all of these limitations and they got to go through all these treatments and take all this medication and just giving them a death sentence really and they decided you know what okay i respect what you're saying i honor what you're saying but i'm gonna make me a different choice i'm i'm gonna choose to i'm gonna change my lifestyle i'm gonna change my eating habits i'm gonna get healthy i'm gonna go you know take vitamins whatever it is and then they begin to be able to come out of that sickness a sickness that supposedly wasn't going to be able to be overcame they overcame it because they made a choice that's how powerful your choices are. So this is why I'm so passionate about this because sometimes our whole life can change in an instance if we just make a better choice. And so again, I admonish you today to choose thee this day whom you're going to serve. Like, what are you going to serve? Are you going to continue to serve your past or do you want to get in alignment with your future? Is you going to continue to serve your pain and your hurt and your wound and woe is me and who did this and did that to me? Yes, and all of those things is true. And I sympathize with you because some people have done some things to me. However, I now have the responsibility for my healing. I cannot control what they did. However, I can control how I respond to it and how much um, power I give it over me. And I'm today, I'm like, I can't give that over power over me no more. It's a choice. Redefining your worth is not something that just happens to you. It's just a bunch of choices that you're making that you are then putting action behind it. It's all it is. That's why it's not difficult. The difficult part is, is identifying that this is an area that I need, I need help in, or this is an area I'm struggling in. And now I need to understand how do I, how, 
the how do I redefine my worth? And then I need to take the um, the principles or the application and I need to take the information and now I need to put it into practice. It's one plus one equal two. This is not a hard thing. But the hard thing is making the choice. The war is against your choice. That's why a lot of us, even though we don't say it, when we continue to stay in that place of lowliness, in that place of bondage, in that place of comfort, we are making a choice. Whether you know it or not, to not make a choice is making a choice. What do you want to partner with? Do you want to partner with your future? Do you want to partner with your best life? Or do you want to just stay in the same place, doing the same thing, expecting a different result, continually being in lack, continue to be in poverty, continue to be in mad, continue to be in, uh, you know, throwing yourself a pity party, continue to always, you know, be talking about everybody else, continue to sit on the, on the sidelines watching everybody else live their best life, scrolling on social media, commenting on this person's post they on this vacation they at this place they doing this bay thing you know all of this stuff they got this house they got this car they business flourishing they got this income they got this this do you want to continue to be on the sidelines or do you want to participate that's on you and i'm gonna be honest sis if you just want to stay on the sidelines please don't keep listening to this podcast it ain't for you this podcast are for women who are ready, who's sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're you're ready, you're hungry, you want to make a change. You just need somebody to help give you strategy, to help give you the tips and tools and, and, and the application and how to do it. And you're willing. That's who this is for. And I'm not mad and there's no shade. And please forgive me, I don't mean no disrespect. But what I'm saying is, if you're not really ready then listening to this podcast is not going to help you. I mean, if you just want to listen to it, you can, but don't. you won't get nothing out of it if you're not really ready to put into practice the simple things. I don't even give that much homework. You know, I will get tools and tips and I will use my um, testimony and encourage y'all to let y'all know that it don't matter where you are in life, that, that it is possible for you. That's why I put myself on display because I've been there. I probably didn't did some worse things than you, trust me. But this don't even compare to how I would even, <laughs> how I would even try uh, assist you if you were to work with me and, uh, and I was to help, um, and I don't even like that word coach, but again, if I was to help come alongside of you in your process, right? This, because I'm gonna take, this is not a game. So if you can't handle this podcast, which I, I keep it light, you ain't going to be ready because I'm not playing because my whole goal, I, I, I do it and I'm doing it to win it. Like I'm not here to fail at anything and I'm not perfect. But if I commit myself to help you in your process to redefine your worth and sis, you got to know that I'm coming and I'm 100% invested and I need you to be 100% invested because we're going to do this thing. Period. That's what I'm here for. I'm not playing. It's not patty cake. I don't have time. Do you know how much stuff I could be doing right now? Why I'm doing this podcast for you. So if you're not serious, please do yourself a favor and just wait till you're ready. The podcast is going to be here. You can listen to it then. But for those who are ready, I'm telling you, just apply the small things because sometimes it is just making the small steps that's going to lead you to the place where you want to get. 
We always look at the whole elephant and we think it's so big. How can we possibly, how can we possibly take this on? And we, the situation, the circumstance looks so big, but what do they say? How do a, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do you redefine your worth? One step at a time. So y'all yeah, on fire, y'all. I know y'all can hear it, but I ain't gonna keep, I ain't gonna hold you. I know y'all busy. Y'all got a, a lot going on because y'all just out here just being amazing mothers and 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 wives and and business women and teachers and you know all of the things that you are. So I want to respect you and your time. And but I'm, I'm serious. And um, as always, connect with me. I would love to hear from you. Um, it would just really warm my heart to to just hear you know just an encouraging word or a testimony maybe something you know spoke to you you can let me know you can reach out to me um, at the redefining a woman's worth business page on Facebook you can also reach out to me um, on Instagram at Janelle Renee underscore one you can also reach out to me directly via email at purity after promiscuity at gmail.com you have many ways to can get in touch with me I would love to hear with from you and um, as always until we meet again your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.